Well, here we are, episode 102, January the 7th, the Friday, and we are looking at today those New Year's resolutions, resolutions for 2022 and beyond that you've gone ahead and already set for yourself, counting those blessings and going ahead and looking at a study today about altered anxiety and perception of it. Let's dive in. Well, thanks for listening today, and be sure to hit that subscribe button so I know that this content is the content that you want to come back to each and every week. So today we're looking at New Year's resolutions, and here we are seven days into 2022. Now, when you're listening to this, it might be a different day, but think back to the beginning of January here. It's one of those opportunities that Each and every year, we come to say we have resolutions. There are those things that we want to go ahead and change about ourselves. There's those things that we want to go ahead and make different. Maybe it's a resolution that didn't quite make it last year, and we're going to put that on the list yet for another day. But truly, is it working? And so that's what we're going to look at today. It's taking those resolutions and taking them to the next level. Because when we look at it, we're looking at what exactly we are looking at changing. See, it's always a perception that change has to occur. Change is better. Change is healthier. Change makes you lose 10 pounds. Change is that which we need each and every day. But truly, I mean, how grateful are you for what you have? How grateful are you that, you know, right now, I am in a state of health. I am not in the hospital. I am able to walk. I am able to talk. We take those things for granted. We take those little blessings that we take each and every day with a breath or a blink that it just comes with each day. But really, if we are to acknowledge even the smallest miracles in our life, our ability to walk across the room, our ability to sing, even though not the best on key, it's still abilities there that we have. But are we looking at strengthening those abilities there or trying to find those deficits, those pitfalls, those shortcomings that have to go ahead and change? See, when it comes to change, all too often we look at those shortcomings instead of being fulfilled with what we have. And so that's where I want you to truly look at today in 2022, coming out of another year of a pandemic. What are those things that you're most appreciative towards? Those of faith, we would tend to say, what are those blessings that have been given to us by God? And so as we look at them, can we acknowledge them? Can we acknowledge them by sitting down, journaling, writing them out, putting together a top 10 list, top 25. Could you even name a hundred? It's one of those that you go ahead and look at. 
what happens. Thing is, that's taking a snapshot of today, right now, in your head. Those memories that you're recalling, those things that you see. But will you remember that on January 23rd? What about April 17th? November 6th? See, they change. And our acknowledgments change. And so if each and every day you had just three things that you could look at, three things that you were grateful for, three things that you would acknowledge, they've shown in clinical studies, it makes a difference. It makes a difference because we're acknowledging the positive as compared to being so overwhelmed by the negative. I haven't lost the 10 pounds yet. I haven't been able to meet up with my friends because of lockdowns. I haven't, but instead, it's changing to what you do have. So I want to encourage you. Part of this podcast is that self-help, self-improvement component. I want to encourage you to take the next step. Consider journaling or writing down just three positives at the end of the day. What were three things that you acknowledged? Three blessings, three miracles, three examples of where you made a difference, where you can truly see maybe God's glory. So in all of that, that would happen on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. I would encourage you to try this for the next month. Try writing down three, but on the seventh day, give yourself a day of rest. A day of rest that is of review. Look back on the past six days, those 18 positives, those blessings, those things that you acknowledged on that day, circle three. Acknowledge three of them, three of them that truly made a difference in that week. You know, so each week you acknowledge three. At the end of the month, you have acknowledged 12 most important miracles, blessings, positives in your life. Without doing this exercise, more than likely it's going to be like Last Tuesday night's dinner, you don't remember what you had. You don't remember what you did. Make it stand out. Make it be different. Make 2022 a different year, not just of resolutions that don't happen. Because all too often, the gym memberships fade by March 1st. The acknowledgement to talk to family or friends goes by the wayside in the busyness of life. That 10 pounds was gained and achieved, but guess what? Two pounds came back this month. So instead, I really encourage you, focus on the positives. Focus on those things in your life. And if you're a Christian, 
give God the glory. If you're of faith, give God the glory because it's through him that blessings can be made. Whenever you need a cup of coffee that's always smooth and never bitter, try Cameron's Coffee. It's the closest I've personally found to the perfect roast. There are so many flavors to choose, but I always seem to reach for the breakfast blend. And for those busy weekday mornings, try the Ecopods. Click the link below to order yours today. So let's jump into our article for the day. This comes out of SciPost. It was posted up on December 15th, 2022. And it talks about people with heightened anxiety have altered perceptions of their breathing. Now this was actually, the research was done and published in the Journal of Neuron, uh, which was actually back in October of 2021. Um, but you know, coming out of a state, coming out of this latest round of pandemic, uh, it's easy to realize that there is heightened anxiety. As I counsel people in Texas, that anxiety is true and real and lived each and every day. And so today I really wanted to take this opportunity to, to dive into this because this is new research, um, truly talking about altered introception. And that's that perception of one's own internal bodily state, you know, that you can tell that, hey, my heart rate is actually going up. My breathing is shallower. My, my blood pressure, I can feel it. You know, it's those internal states but is my breathing more rapid? Is it shallow? A lot of times what they're finding is that during those instances of anxiety, those uh, introceptive, it doesn't happen. What happens is that smart part, the logical part, the prefrontal cortex of your brain, the one that coordinates so much different thought, it shuts off. That primal brain, the inner brain, goes into flight or fight response. And with anxiety, it's heightened. So, you know, anxiety is one of the most common mental disorders today. And of course, we're seeing an increase in the prevalence of anxiety, especially among the world with the pandemic. But anxiety is something that affects everyone. And this comes from the author, Olivia Harrison. Um, whether it's personal, via a loved one, or in our everyday interactions, what's more, it's real. It's really normal to have feelings of anxiety when something scary happens, when it's these anxieties become disproportional or disabling that we might think about treatments or techniques to help someone in their everyday life. And also in people that might be at risk before it becomes problematic. So what she's trying to really bring to the forefront here is we experience anxiety in everyday life. Everyone does. 
But how does it become heightened, different, change? And it does for certain people. It makes a difference in their functioning. And that's where when clients come in and they're like, I have such anxiety. And it's like, is it situational? Is it just to the workplace? Does it happen across the board everywhere? Where else does it happen? Or does it happen just on Mondays, right before you pick up your kids from school? Where is that anxiety? And then is it impairing your life? Is it keeping you from picking up your kids at school? Is it keeping you from going to work? How severe does that become? And you know, for many, we hear about panic attacks and we hear about, you know, how it relates. And for many people, they've never experienced that. They've never experienced that foot on your chest feeling like an elephant foot on your chest feeling one that just doesn't go away one that brings emotions right to the forefront and makes them real one that you can't stop crying even when you're sitting at your office desk it's those types of things that are the trip mechanism or the circuit breaker popping that your brain is trying to tell you, I can't handle any more of this right now. Your bucket is full. And so that's what a lot of times with counseling, it's trying to empty that bucket so that you can deal with those situations of anxiety producing and being able to manage them. Some people don't know how to empty the bucket. Some people can't. So that's where a counselor or therapist comes along and truly tries to make a difference. For anyone that's suffering with anxiety, I really encourage you, seek out help. Seek the help that could help you in your daily functioning and not make it so intense. So in this study, they involved 30 individuals with low anxiety they involved 30 individuals with moderate anxiety, um, and they assigned them to these two different groups by a anxiety inventory based upon their, their scores. So they went ahead and completed questionnaires, and two tasks were used to create different levels of resistance to breathing. One of these tasks was completed as the researchers used a functional magnetic resonance imaging. They might go, what is that? So you've heard of MRIs, more than likely, you know, being put into the tube and taking pictures of your brain while the MRI takes still pictures. This is a functional MRI which takes pictures in real time. So you can see brain activity, where levels are peaking, where they're declining. Um, so they were able to see their brain activity during this. So those in the moderate anxiety group tended to report elevated levels of breathing, catastrophizing it as compared to the low anxiety group. In other words, those in the moderate group were more likely to agree with like statements of, I'm becoming afraid that my breathlessness will get worse. Catastrophizing it to a end. 
So the moderate anxiety group also exhibited reduced positively minded introceptive awareness, meaning that they were less likely to agree with statements like, I can pay attention to my breath without being distracted by what's happening around me, or when I'm tense, I notice where the tension is located in my body. The moderate group couldn't do this. They couldn't locate that. And so while there's a lot of important uh, research with anxiety, this is also coupling it with a functional MRI. They're looking at how just it really shows differently in the brain. But what we're looking at is this study does have some limitations and drawbacks. That's why further study is always encouraged. You know, this was a cross-sectional study, one that included those two subgroups. Um, but not really distinguishing whether anxiety causes the change in breathing or differences in breathing or their different levels of anxiety, what's contributing to it. Um, you know, a cross-sectional study such as this can only show us that there are differences in breathing perceptions as associated with different levels of anxiety. But Harrison is hoping that as she stated here, next we're hoping to look at how strategies such as exercise or even anti-anxiety medication may help to change both the anxiety and the breathing perception, allowing us a better understanding of how this relationship may change across interventions targeting anxiety. So really trying to look at, well, what then does make a difference? Um, and that's why I like to include all these different studies of psychology, of medicine, of what we live day in and day out. And you might say, well, that's pretty basic, Rick. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to perceive these things if you're really, really anxious or about to have a panic attack. But that's where, by doing research... You're establishing a baseline to learn more and more about the human body, learning what it takes to change the human body. Real dark chocolate and pretzel protein bars that both taste great and nourish us. Nugo offers so many types of bars and cookies for your enjoyment, but I always stick with the best. Plus, it's gluten-free. Click the link below to order yours today. So if you like what you've heard today, and it really has helped make a difference, or maybe help someone else that you know, please like and subscribe. It's the way that I know that certain articles and information is what you're interested in. So I wanted to close today, though, with a quote from a famous developmental psychologist. Life doesn't make any sense without interdependence. We need each other, and the sooner we learn that, the better for all of us. That was Eric Erickson. So for each and every one of us, it's time to stop living in a vacuum. It's time to start living life together in community. Peace.